0: The lord has a word for us especially for parents it is important to stand is what he's telling you it is important to take your stand and be immovable and this is the season the lord said this is part of the test in upon the body of christ is a test of loyalty to me says the lord there is a stand that you must take as a parent uh even with adult children says the lord uh, there is a power that works for you because of your responsibility over your household that has always worked and still works it, it worked in the natural when your children were small when you would take a stand and put your foot down they conformed says the lord even with teaching them to walk when you put them down and they beg to get picked up and you refuse to pick them up they conform he said it works the same thing way now in the spirit says the lord so don't waver on anything that you expect of them don't waver on anything that you have taught them don't waver on anything that you have declared over them says the lord And if you will remain immovable, they will conform and they will shape up and they will worship me and they will praise me again, says the Lord. Some of them for the first time, they will lift up sincere praise and will bless my holy name, says the Lord. But if you will keep your position and keep your stand and not waver, you will see them conform. To the standard that that i have set for them and you have affirmed and what you have told them says the spirit of the living god amen 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 praise god amen praise god now that's true for everybody who takes a stand wherever they are but especially true for parents because they have a special place in my kingdom says the lord to bring all their seed into the kingdom and bring all their seed into the land of blessing and i will honor your stand says the lord amen amen praise god amen 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 so we're going to continue with our teaching on the anointing father we thank you for what you have deposited in us today we thank you lord for blessing us thank you lord for helping us and keeping us giving us your ways and your word giving us your power Giving us your anointing, Father, that destroys the yoke of bondage. So Lord, we honor you, and we bless you, and we praise you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, and praise God. Amen, amen, amen. <clears throat> so we began yesterday on talking about the anointing that destroys the yoke. We talked some about what a yoke was, and in, 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 many instances now in a natural setting and and you'll find this true about uh jesus's teaching all teaching that comes from god god will use natural um, uh uh situations and natural examples to teach us biblical truths because we are natural people and sometimes we're more familiar with the natural and so he he honors that and he blesses us to be able to have him condescend to our level but then bring him up bring us up to his and so that's why he uses natural examples I wouldn't ever say that when when uh, Jesus taught ninety percent on this or ninety percent on that because he was not teaching on many of those things he just used natural examples you got me. You see this is how a lot of our teachers that go overboard on the material realm this is how they try to slide under the radar see they go overboard on it and they'll try to justify it by saying well jesus taught 90 percent on money no he didn't he taught on the kingdom 100 percent he used money because maybe that's his way to get your attention but he got my he got my attention when my sins were forgiven and he proved he loved me amen and so amen and and so and and when when you are won over by love that's your bond with god whether you have little or much that's not of a consequence what your bond is with him is the love that for him that he's deposited in your heart and it's got to stay that way you can't let anything separate you from god's love can't let anything move out, move that love out, move something else in, and so when you see these examples, it's because God is trying to get people's attention, give them something to relate to, and grab onto, so that He can teach them a more complicated concept. Spiritual concepts are sometimes complicated and difficult even to translate into to human language. You know what I'm saying, and so once you you start to understand where God's going with a lot of this stuff, then you'll understand what he's trying to get across to us and so the the concept of the yoking system is is one that that we need to understand because it's something that's that's important when you understand God's um way of dealing with us or leading us or teaching us in the kingdom in the kingdom jesus says take my yoke upon you in other words get saved now see many people think that means get saved and get all the privileges but when it comes to take up your cross and follow me they think that's an option you got me You took his yoke upon you when you got born again i'm gonna say it again you took his yoke upon you when you got born again but you because you cannot tell me that your life didn't get easier and lighter less burdensome you got peace in your life A lot of troublesome people and situations and things left your life. So you yoked up with him whether you want to acknowledge it or not. See, that yoke should always be your friend and never your enemy. Once that yoke becomes your enemy, you're in big trouble. You understand me? Because you can't receive the good things from God only. Amen? you can't receive a life of ease pleasure only and never have to have difficult times because they're promised to us but what we're being challenged in is will you hold on to him and will you serve him and will you bless his name and will you praise him no matter what your circumstances are so there are times when the yoke seems to get tight where you wish you didn't have it on your neck because if i wasn't if i didn't have to do this i could do this and this and this and you ain't doing nothing because you're doing nothing when he found your raggedy self amen it's the truth and all of a sudden we get cool and we won't go do this that and the other and you yeah, my peeps is calling me Huh? But we're commanded to endure the yoke. Because I don't care what you think you can be doing, you're in the better end of the deal with him because his yoke still is easy and his burden still is light. No matter what you think is restricting you from doing, it's still easy and it's still light compared to what you could be involved in if he didn't have a covenant with you. Amen. And so when we we talk about the yoke of God we're talking about a safety net we're talking about a, pr- a protection we're talking about a restriction that keeps us in holiness that keeps you in the kingdom that keeps you uh um, committed that keeps you organized that keeps you disciplined that keeps you in a place where you can always be blessed and so even though the yoke in a natural sense represents oppressive restrictions in the spiritual sense jesus said my yoke is different than anything that the world is is ever produced so he says it, in our our scripture isaiah ten twenty seven, the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing so you have an oppressive yoke from the world that when you get born again and you step into the place of god and the power of god that thing is destroyed well why do we struggle and why do we think we want to go back to the world and why this and why that if that thing's destroyed why do we why do people backslide and have such a pull on them to go back to the world because of deception. See, you can believe strongly in something that's not real. What you believe in is up to you. It depends on what you hear, what you think, how you internalize things. But you can deceive yourself into thinking that you're not still yoked up with Jesus and the devil has a stronger pull. Huh? Well, how do I I know that, that God's more powerful? You just stay yoked up you just tough it out let the devil's people do what they do let the devil say what he wants to say and you just stay stay in your little pen yoked up with jesus and you'll prove to yourself the greater one lives in you you'll prove to yourself that hell has no power over you anymore because if the yoke is destroyed that means it can't be put back together again the devil in hell and all his cohorts cannot put that thing back together again because it's destroyed and it's destroyed because of the anointing the power of god that has come and dwells inside of you you have an inside anointing that teaches you teaches you the things of god and it teaches you all things and so when you talk about the anointing when it says the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing that word anointing really means to consecrate it means to separate it speaks of oil it means to make fat so think about this if you've got two two oxen that are yoked together amen now what they would generally do they had to train them that's why jesus says take my yoke upon you and what learn of me so the yoke was also a training device where they would have an older broken in more experienced oxen with paired up with a younger wilder one that's us Jesus is the one who is experienced. He knows where he's going. He has a lead from, from the Father as to where we have to go. And so when we yoke up with him, we have to follow. And so the younger one will kind of wait for the older one to start pulling. And that's why the, he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light because the, the younger animal that was inexperienced had less pull on him. The bigger, stronger, more experienced one pulled all the weight. And the other one just went along until he learned how to walk in step with that more experienced animal. And that's how they were trained. Now, and the oxen would stay uh, fitting. That yoke fit the oxen until they grew too strong and too large for it to fit over their necks anymore. Amen. And it would be broken could never be mended again because of the fatness of the anointing that came on them amen so then the devil's yoke is broken off your life because you didn't got fat from the anointing and it explodes it it can't be put back together again and so when you understand what has transpired in your life and what god has given you You get in your word and you don't get deceived by the devil again. You don't get pulled off by every wind and wave of nonsense and doctrine and malarkey. If I can. (laughs) It's Power to my Irish peeps out there. Yeah. But (laughs) you know what I'm saying. You just don't go for the nonsense. You judge everything according to the word. And if it don't measure up you don't go anywhere you stay connected to the lord who is bringing you through he's teaching you how to walk with him you don't get ahead of him you don't lag behind because you think you like the world and you think you got something more important to do he's not gonna let you drag him everywhere you want to go huh he'll let stuff blow up in your face huh? it tell you if you like a daily explosion you can have that huh but you're not hurting jesus any he's he's king and lord he's been established already so you're not hurting his feelings if you want to stay crazy huh and the wonderful thing is because he's got an everlasting covenant he'll be right there to forgive you when you come back but you've got to come back proper (laughs) can't come back pointing the finger at nobody and blaming nobody and they didn't do me right and they they did this wrong and this was a they fought can't come back like that You know, people always want to grab Second Chronicles, uh, what is it, seven fourteen or you know, I know it, but I ain't gonna no. Yeah, but you got a list of stuff to do. Humble yourself, pray, seek his face, turn from your wick, then he'll hear. He don't hear nothing until you do all four of them. Huh? People wanna just get down and pray and beg and God comes in revival. So the anointing destroys the yoke. In other words, it don't fit no more. The world's yoke don't fit you no more. It's either too tight, too loose. Some may write with it. Huh? You wrestle with it and think you can do what you want to do and you find out you're wrestling with your friend. Huh? The one who comes and rescues you every time. Lord, I didn't know this was you in this. Huh? See, it's all about humbling yourself so you can learn something. There's something to teach all of us as long as we live on this earth. That yoke has us connected for the purpose of learning kingdom ways. And learn your way around the kingdom. Amen. Sometimes we get in, in one door and think we got everything. Cause we just so happy to get in the door, you know? Huh? And like, you know, this, when I was in school, and don't nobody say, I, I heard that, stop it! Mumbling. Y'all think of the one room schoolhouse, I heard you. It was back in the sticks in the one room with a coal stove? No. I was in a real school. <laughs> with hot and cold running people but you know back in school you had your little different cliques of groups of people and you always wanted to be where the cool kids were and they would have a little pay parties but they never invited you nobody so you didn't know where they was uh we have a pay don't tell so and so we have a, don't tell so and so and then you finally finally stumble in there you get in there and say is this all there is to this is this what they've been holding away from me all the time that's where the world is for us when we think we're missing something by serving god so that's why we have to stay focused on the learning aspect of it amen just keep your heart open let god teach you let him train you let him help you let him show you what his kingdom life is all about for you amen We said yesterday also that the anointing changes us into another person and we're not real sure how all that works but we've all experienced that change whenever you step into the anointing and the power of god to do a function for god you'll find that you are changed you know sometimes you you'll be out somewhere and you'll begin to talk to somebody Just, you know, a casual conversation. You just, you know, they speak to you, you speak to them back, they say something, you say something. And then all of a sudden you notice the conversation goes in a direction that you didn't intend for it to go. See, that's the anointing. See, you're changed into another person that God wants to use to demonstrate His goodness, His glory, His power. Uh, you know, and God knows what people need. See, back in the day when we were newer Christians, we thought you had to lead everybody to the Lord. You know, you got to lead every. But then check this out, because that's all you knew. And that's okay. But see, when you stay yoked up with him, you learn other stuff and you find out. You don't get scared to tell people that God will take care of you. He'll bless you. He wants to heal you. Let's pray. see that's the that that's the fruit that comes with being yoked up and see now you have no problem going up to a rank stranger and telling them god wants you well let me pray for you i got something that's going to help you and you explain to them about a prayer cloth you explain or god will give you supernaturally a word of knowledge to help people you understand what i'm saying and that's when when the yoke gets lighter and lighter. The deeper you walk with him, the lighter the yoke gets. I believe there will come a day when the gifts of the Spirit will be more be released more to believers as the Spirit wills and as we as we need them. But right now we need to work with what we got and what we know and see when that necessity is there then you prophesy to people and you don't make a big deal out of it you just you just release it into their hearing and then they'll know that god has told you that you don't have to go up to everybody and say you know god told me to tell you stop that stuff because there are so many crazy psychics and crazy people out here you got to get in that we got to pray and in, pray into an atmosphere that will make that word a sure word and not a confusing word to them because you got all kind of people running around t- telling people god told them to tell them this. god said go look in your mailbox you got a forty thousand dollar check Yeah, from Publishers Clearing House. Everybody get them. So that yoke is what you, that yoke is precious. Don't you ever fight against the yoke of God, because it's gonna get tight, baby. See, everybody's complaining about the COVID. You think COVID is tight? it can get tighter see if you stay yoked up to him it doesn't even like to me it doesn't seem like anything's going on in the world at all but for some people this is COVID is all that oh you know they like rabbit dogs scared everything and they get on uh, facebook and mask shame each other uh everybody be safe i'm better than safe baby i am redeemed amen i am redeemed and healed and delivered and saved and sanctified filled with the holy ghost and five baptized oh glory be safe nothing are you kidding me you think something like this is going to protect you from the devil I never thought I'd see the day with a, uh, you know, the reason banks do drive through, they don't want you in there with no masks. They don't care how, they don't care how much the COVID is. Uh, uh-uh. uh, we shutting, we shut in the lobby. Y'all come through the drive through. nonsense. Come in here and hold up everything. The way people are going around looting and carrying on. <laughs> Once a yoke is destroyed now now what what does this yoke the yoke that came with the world what what did that have well there's it when Jesus said, "If you yoke yourself with me, you get rest for your soul. Your soul is at rest because that's the biggest part of you, you know until you get born again your 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 carnal soul." gets bought back out of the devil's power as you renew your mind with the word of God so that if you used to think fornicating was okay that's a disturbed soul because it's not at peace with God so whatever's in your mind has to be peaceful as far as God's word is concerned and and see many people know that's not right deep down they do it anyway. Because everybody everybody does everything you know go along with the program and so when god says there'll be rest for your soul it means that i have a a way to teach you how to allow yourself to be peaceful in the area that where you have the greatest disturbance and that's in your soul and in your mind is what you think about things it's how you respond to life there is life there's a life of your soul that that god breathed into us in the beginning so we're we've been living the soul life all this time but now your spirit is born again so your spirit man has a soul that's holy and pure and clean and he wants to dominate your life that's why jesus said take my yoke upon you learn of me learn how this this thing works learn how the word works to put your soul at rest. To put your mind at ease. Where you don't have to come up with answers for everything. When you have bills to pay, you talk to me about it. And I'll put your soul at rest. I'll tell you who to pay, when to pay, how to pay them, and, and what stores and in online shopping to stay away from. It's called teaching. <laughs> amen and you begin to find a comfort and a resting place there because you finally realize you know I have somebody in my life really who can take away all my burdens and all my cares and all my problems and i don't have to figure anything out anymore i don't have to scheme on anybody or or anything or worry about this or when am i going to get that or where it's all taken care of So we submit to the learning process. So Jesus gives us rest in our souls that we know even if the answer is not right there, we know it's imminent. We know it can come through at any time. And so when we, when we understand that and we accept it and we embrace it, the more we embrace it, the more we make it ours, the more reassured we become, the less anxious we're about everything, the less concerned we are about. Because we, as we follow Jesus, even though you may go into areas that are new for you. You got Psalm 23. Huh? He says, yea, though I walk through the valley of death. You're with me so when he yokes you 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 yoked with jesus you might have to walk through the valley of the shadow of death you understand what i'm saying but you don't have any fear it's not an everyday occurrence for crying out loud don't you know everybody breathe again place the air out amen but if you find yourself there he's there with you and he's not there as a spectator He's there to take care of you and lead you out. Amen. You're walking through these things. It's not your your permanent dwelling place. So we need not get upset about things. We need not fear anything as long as we're being led by the good shepherd. Even when you lead yourself there, he will come and rescue you. If you'll humble yourself and cry out to him, he will come and rescue you. When the yoke is destroyed, affliction will not rise up a second time. It can't be because there's nothing to connect it to you. Amen. When when you think about the fact that this yoke destroys every connection, every spiritual connection that you have to the world. If it's unbelief, maybe you you believe a certain way and and you're adamant about it and, and you know you're right. You, you know whoever else is wrong and the word is wrong whatever else is wrong you want to make everything wrong because you believe a certain way well that yoke is destroyed because you realize your argument will get weaker and weaker and weaker you, you know what keeps an argument strong in people's mind they disconnect themselves from the word from the source of the word you'll see people quit coming to church because the, the pastor keeps preaching on abortion is wrong and they're protecting their little attitude about it. You understand what I'm saying? That's why a lot of pulpits don't even mention some certain things anymore. They just offer glad times and happy times and God's gonna take care of you no matter what. That's the biggest lie I was ever told. My Bible says it's righteous. Be consistently righteous. Huh? It does you read a different translation you go get you an amplified bible sometimes where they break down all the different words in there and their meanings for you and you'll see that this righteousness that we think we have because we had a one-time confession of christ ain't what they talking about at all you could walk in and out of it you get an unrighteous thought you meditate on it you act on it you ain't acting in righteousness no more you understand what i'm saying so god has a way to keep us in his righteousness but it's about letting that yoke teach you how to keep catch up with him and how to stay where he wants you to be unbelief is something that our our, we have been yoked to because of our connection with the world memories evil reports can trigger memories in us and the devil will make sure he keeps you around people see if you're led if you let that yoke lead you where you're supposed to be you'll keep a peace of mind you'll have rest in your soul but you start going around some of these people that know your past huh Know who you used to go with, and who your baby daddy, and who who you ought to be with now. You ain't supposed to be with that person. You ain't you ain't got good sense. You ain't supposed to be. Yeah, you let you will get disturbed in your head, and you can't tell me the good shepherd led you to that conversation, because them people are talking about somebody who is dead. That person doesn't even exist anymore. So the so the 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 better you stay yoked to him the less effect these things from the world will have on you the less effect your sin will have on you even when it's forgiven the devil can try to haunt you with things make you think you ain't the person god says you are so the yoke protects your memories protects your emotions protects your soul protects what what you're being fed into your thought life He just stop, keeps moving and yank you right along and pull you out of situation. Pull you from being around certain people. I don't care how much you think you want to be around them. He will pull you away from those things. Like I say, it'll blow up in your face. You get sick of stuff blowing up on you. Who was that? Oh, yeah, I know who it was i think it was miss clydell she's she's one of them pentecostal ever since she was a little kid people you know what i'm saying miss clydell got some prayers (laughs) it was somebody was you know trying to get shacked up with a sinner or something and she said well we'll just have him show his behind right in front of her that was good wasn't it poppy he sure did and she sure got out of there see what you do you do what you got to do to get the results that you hey word came to pass all i can tell you is that word was good because that word come to pass amen (laughs) me too and she didn't flinch she didn't think twice about it she just went on and prayed and god did it mm. this wasn't a pentecostal to the bone prayer Amen. <laughs> old habits that we have the yoke has been destroyed I always tell people this, I said, if, if you have habits that you think are distasteful, you need to al- allow God to show you what He thinks about things. Cause see, many times He's trying to get to the root of things. Like, i would give you an example, sometimes people, they still have cigarettes hanging on them after they get saved. And they think that's the worst thing in the world. You understand what I'm saying? and they don't understand i've I've been praying i've been doing this well maybe god is not working on that i know it sounds you know sacrilegious and all of that kind of stuff but maybe he ain't really pressing maybe it's other things he's teaching you right now you can't learn everything in one day you understand what i'm saying maybe you need to know that the cigarette ain't gonna send you to hell if your heart is toward getting rid of it see it's always a heart thing until you are stupid enough to say it's okay to smoke these cigarettes and god don't mind because he really ain't told you that either it's like any other prayer now don't everybody go out and start puffing you know what i'm saying y'all just y'all ain't right but you know what i'm talking about there are people that have drug reality hanging on them when they get saved and then don't want to come to church because the devil tells them everybody knows they talking about you you ain't saved you don't even belong with the rest of them saints and if he only knew right (laughs) now you're in the right place you're in a spiritual hospital this is where like jesus said the perfect the 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 righteous don't need me it's the sick people that need me uh, and that includes me amen he releases us from habitual ways of thinking amen sometimes we have developed habits that you know friday night saturday night that's why we have church on saturday and sunday not really but we do but because it saves you from friday night saturday night mayhem people get close to the weekend they get all agitated excited thinking about where they gonna go this is the weekend it's a weekend my father used to say he said he said if, if a man can get over the weekend he'll make it because he saw a lot of weekends kill a lot of people get them stupid you go to a bar and get too drunk and wind up you know we had a neighbor uh his name was oscar i know pastor shirley laughing but that man had been stabbed by everybody in the neighborhood and was still living i know i mean neighbors stabbed him strangers in the bar stab him he comes staggering home i'm telling you he came because we we were kids and we had heard that he had get gotten hurt that night before and so my mother sent us downstairs she said go see miss lucy see how miss lucy doing and we went in there and i was shocked the bed was full of blood and she said, "Yeah, I called the ambulance this morning. They came and took him two days later. Oscar's right back home again. Somebody stabbed him. He laid all night bleeding, and she didn't know it. It was like the Godfather. Remember the horse's head in the bed with all of this right? My mother didn't send us down to Miss Lucy's house no more to see her, but my father." shared this with us one time he said you know oscar his father was a minister oscar kid get drunk in in quote the book of jonah and then quiz people huh right and he'd be talking his stuff Lied, lied. A big fish. Wasn't no whale. Big fish. Big fish. But they said his mother prayed for him all the time. I don't know what eventually happened to him. Probably died of natural causes one day. But I mean, that man was stabbed so many times. But see, old habits, old memories will try and draw you into places where you should not be even once once you have been yoked with jesus but he'll pull you out if he could do it for that man he'll do it for everybody he pulled him out for somebody to have a mortal wound and and lay bleeding all night long and then they live it's supernatural so as a young boy, he had confessed Christ. You know, people say, yeah, he he was in the church. Now he was in the church. We well, still yoked up with Jesus. He's a very reluctant participant. He's a reluctant student. But he's still yoked up with the Lord. You understand what I'm saying? This yoke cannot be destroyed because the anointing that connected you together is an everlasting connection. It's not the anointing that rests on us and then lifts off. This one's permanent. This is the one that seals where we're sealed by the Holy Ghost. So this is a sealed anointing. One that keeps you close to Him and keeps you in the kingdom whether you're aware of where you are or not. So when, when you have habits from the world, that yoke has already been destroyed well what do I do if I still have habits you need to just serve God every day and thank him that that yoke is destroyed that I don't care how bad I want to get rid of this habit it doesn't have a hold on me you understand what I'm saying it's it 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 doesn't control me this is just a remnant of something that I used to do back in the day this is a hanging on thing it doesn't have any power amen I don't care what you think it is and and what you do, it still has no power. And see, God is trying to convince you that his word is true. You gotta believe that it's got no power before you get rid of it. As long as you give it power, mentally, it'll have power. Once you decide it has no power, because you're yoked up with Jesus, it has no power. Huh? You'll sit up one day and and laugh and say, you know, I, I, I used to hate this thing. I used to think I was the worst person in the world because I had this habit. And now I see it was nothing all the time. Just dust and remnants of an old life. Amen? That's all it is. It's remnants of an old life. I don't care what kind of habit it is. Sometimes it can be a, a habitual way of thinking about things thinking about people, thinking about, you know, what they say and how they treat you and all this kind of stuff. It's just a habit. You you've been con- disconnected from darkness and now you're in the kingdom of light. So act like it. You know, Father, I'm a child of light. There's nothing no remnant holding on to me. There's nothing keeping me from living fully in your kingdom. There's nothing I desire more than you need to tell yourself that sometimes if you tell yourself you might start believing it huh some of the things that we do where we anticipate trouble or we anticipate sin or things like that to come into our lives you know when it it gets to be fall and your your throat gets a little scratchy huh now you down the, the home remedy aisle in the huh? taking your Walmart money that you would have bought a $10 pair of tennis shoes. I'm the queen of the $10 tennis shoes. I was I was sitting up in the house and my feet were cold. They like kind of stayed cold. Every day they were cold. And I was thinking about it, and 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 the thought came to me is that if you spend a little more money on your tennis shoes, I'm walking around with paper on my feet, like them hospital shoes. Might as well be hospital shoes. So I had some, I had some older tennis shoes, you know, in my closet, designer shoes, but they had some, they had some bottom to them. So I put my little, uh, what did them think? What did they think? What was they Were Gucci's or somebody like that? You, you know, them shoes. They had a little emblem and stuff. Well, I just put stuff on. Now, you ain't looking for no design or what, right? And I'm looking like a, uh, you know, my head is looking like anything, you know. I had a turban season I was going through there for. A... <laughs> they never know what I'm gonna look like showing up in this. So what am gonna... I looking for designer tennis shoes to put on feet? My head looking like everybody. So so anyway, I wouldn't go and, got, and it, lo and behold my feet got warm. You understand what I'm saying? So <laughs> but but you know, you go in there and pass up your your ten dollar Walmart tennis shoes and get some cough because the cough syrup is ten dollars now. And they look at your ID. Huh? Right. The the lady was, she said, ma'am, I need to see some ID. I said, (laughs) no. I said, oh, okay. (laughs) I was going to do my vogue, you know. And she said, we have to look at everybody. She said, you can't buy more than two bottles at a time. Amen. So those are habitual ways of thinking. We got to have our protection against the Flu and colds and all that kind of stuff, you know. And I did it all, all the time because I I tended to stay congested. And when you gotta preach, you really, you know what I'm saying? I won't tell y'all all my little bad habits, but I do keep a bottle in my travel bag and <laughs> over my, and you know, my headboard, you know, just to ward off evil spirits. I shake my cough syrup. I never drink it. I just shake my cough syrup at it. goes away. But see, many years I'll go by and they're never open. Because I live by faith. If If I need them, they're there. But I know the difference between listening to my carnal soul and getting yoked back up dependent on medicine just so I could talk how stupid is that? God told me to open my mouth, and he would fill it with words. You understand? As long as I open my mouth for God, I guess I'm cool. You understand what I'm saying? i will need all that stuff. And I, I seldom ever have to, you know, if so I get myself caught out. And, you know, it's too much snow out there or something, you know, and I, I feel it getting tightened up. But for the most part, I'll speak the word over myself, and I'm good. I'd rather have the word heal me. But see, many times we are yoked up to habits just out of of just trying to live a normal life as an unsaved person. And see, God will start to destroy those yokes where we'll look up and we'll realize, you know, I haven't had a sniffle in a while. I haven't had a this in a while. Well, if you're reading the word and praying uh, health prayers, you're going to get the benefit of that. So that yoke to, to take you to the habit of getting sick every winter is broken because of the anointing. It doesn't exist anymore. That's why most of y'all quit taking flu shots. Amen? Well some of y'all want to, y'all want too much McDonald's and stuff to go and buy one. They done got so tough they give them away free. They can free the old people. I see it all the time. They send me letters around. We'll shoot you up for nothing. Our experiences will try to keep us yoked to the world. Sometimes we've had, and most people in the world, you've had mixed experiences. Let's face it, you haven't had a good time all the time out there serving the devil because he won't let you he's so evil and hateful he ain't gonna let you enjoy even your sinful life amen and sometimes our experiences will try to take us back to the place where you know we used to live the things we used to like how we used to think all that kind of stuff I know when I was small, I used to want to be this and want to be that when I grow up and all that kind of stuff. Preacher was never, it never crossed my mind. And so when you're yoked up with God, you're going to wind up in some places you never thought you would be. If it can happen for me, it's happening for all of y'all sitting out there. Huh? You know, we good on when we, when we want something, something, you know, that we, we want real bad, Ooh, God, close doors, no man can open, open doors, no man can close. Then when your nose gets smashed, got a nose bleed from a, you thought you could get through that door still amen we have experiences with things we think we can go back to certain things because it used to bring us some kind of joy or used to bring us some kind of pleasure you get involved in that and you find out see that yoke's been broken It the taste sometimes you'll have a thought that it might work or it might be pleasant and you get a small taste of it, you can't stand it anymore. Amen? Because you understand now that whatever that used to connect you with a, a good idea or good feeling about it or something like that, it's not even working there anymore. You see? You graduated, you moved up higher. There are things, there are spiritual things that have significance for you now. You're not turned on by the things of the flesh. heredity is a yoke that wants to keep us connected to the old life you know it's you know all we need is for people in god's kingdom to get a hint of some kind of knowledge that they think they have and they'll try to put it on everybody and make it responsible for everything in your life so i remember back in the 80s deliverance came through the body of christ for the umpteenth time and everybody's talking about generational curses. You know, now you, we barely saved, and trying to understand about redemption, and they gonna put us back under the curse again. Some little smart alec minister that read his whole Bible, read something different in the Bible now, and he wants to make a new doctrine out of it. So then they wanted to take you through deliverance and start asking you, "What did your mother have you?" I said, "Wait a minute. Now if you' gonna go there, show me your MD license. Show me something more than what you' got showing me. Now if you really God's servant, you'll you'll know what to address." by word of knowledge. You know, you ain't been to no medical school to try to help me like that. Huh? Since we've had the internet and Google, everybody's an expert on everything. Huh? Everybody's got to tell you how to eat, put you on a specific diet, Huh? They want to tell you this is more healthy than that, and that's more healthy than this. I'm thinking, I said, well if this is true, why don't you go over Somalia or Ghana or some of them places where people get one meal a day and have to walk 30 miles to get it, some porridge poured in a bowl, and sell this to them. If it's so good for your health because i'm sure starving people are very interested in their health you such an expert go peddle it to some people that need it huh me myself mine is taken care of everything i eat is healthy huh the bible says you're not to refuse nothing just learn to give me thanks for it first and it's really not to make it right for you it's to make it right for the holy ghost who lives in you it's so that you will acknowledge his presence in your life it's to give honor to god and to sanctify your food to keep it holy because he's holy who dwells in you so you speak his word of thanksgiving over it and then partake of it and the holy ghost is satisfied to dwell with you under those circumstances there's no perfect food the people who are always trying to tell people how to eat is usually too fat too skinny, don't believe in God, and see I'm not gonna take no kind of advice from nobody who don't don't love God. Coming from the devil. Then next year something different they got this. You know, this year it was kale. And I say, Well, it might taste pretty good. Let me put it in a salad. No, you gotta put it in a blender. i ain't no toddler huh and i've already worked it out with god as long as i live i'm eating solid food y'all ain't getting me nowhere where you gonna string me up to some kind of tube and be pushing stuff in there i'll take it out and eat a hamburger every single time huh this is nonsense People have lost connection with God. Now food is their God. Huh? Your expectation has been changed to a holy expectation. Where your expectation in your old life was sometimes good, sometimes bad. See, as sinners, we can believe for good things as long as the natural realm seems to support it. Then when the natural realm seems to be against it, then we quit believing. That's why God makes us walk by faith and not by sight. Keep your eyes out of the world, because that's where the devil plays and manipulates everything, makes things look one way and they're another way, makes things appear and disappear. You understand what I'm saying? And so we got to learn how to live by faith 100% and keep our eyes off of what is out there, feeding us, triggering us, trying to get us to adopt a way of life that's not godly. So all of these things play in, but they don't have any power over you. Because the yoke of believing that stuff has been destroyed. You couldn't believe it enough to act on it if you tried. There are a lot of things we still believe, they're just hanging on by a slender thread. (laughs) They are. Because we've heard the Word. And you know God's Word is true. Amen? You know He's a good God. And He wouldn't lead you astray. And so many of the ideas that that people have are barely hanging on our ideas. They're just waiting for God to come and chop the last cord off of them that connects you. Because they will take you under if they can. Amen. If the devil can get you to ride along with him for five or ten minutes, he's got something for you. So your expectation changes because the yoke has been destroyed because of the anointing. The anointing infirmity is another yoke that is destroyed amen none of these diseases see god is in charge he's lord of all he's in charge of life and death so if he tells you he's not putting disease on you he means that amen Now, we have to learn how to live with that and believe that we're healed in spite of symptoms of what our bodies might be undergoing. Because we don't have what they say we have. You either believe God or you believe the natural. And see, that yoke to disease has been destroyed by the anointing. Well, what's wrong with me? you healed you just don't quite believe it yet but you are huh the more you immerse yourself in the word the more you'll be fully persuaded see there's a the the parable of the seed you know the when the seed falls on on uh, stony ground never takes root and then it it falls on on uh grout and then it'll be well, see, you, you've had seed that's come into your heart, but we can change the soil whenever we want to. See, this is the problem. Because we can hear that, like I say, you hear the word with gladness. Woo! Hallelujah! I'm saved. ha, 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 da, irianda, kandatirishanda, sikimoha, dingdanga yaitayashiki. See, I can go to my Asians for my tongues. Yeah, you all that. But the Bible says when the cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, come playing on your mind, then you forget the word and it becomes unfruitful. And you know you believe God when you heard that. You know you love that word. You know that word went into you. You know you rejoiced when you, you know you began to confess, I'm getting it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. But now you're ready to walk away from it. And what happened? Uh. Well, it must be that we change the soil of our hearts. You ever wait for a long time for something from God, and then you kind of act like you don't want it? That's a stony heart. See that word was lodged in there some way, but you tighten up on you tighten up on your arteries, (laughs) huh? And see, try as we might, circumstances—if we pay attention to them—can make us focus on that and change how we feel about the word, what we think about it. Are we still excited about God doing something for us? Ever, we kind of gone flat. And had a heart attack you know you flatlined yourself because you done fainted because you're looking at natural things that always distract us from the word of god so that parable does not speak about your heart is one way only all the time it really doesn't you can change the the condition of your heart anytime you meditate on the word you do it all the time. You get mad about somebody and you ain't going to do this no more. You ain't going to do that no more. You ain't going to do that. And then God backs you into a corner and you melt. And you repent and you got good sense. Huh? You change your mind. You change the entrance of the word into your heart. What's blocking your heart is your mind is fighting. But see that yoke to unbelief and malarkey power to the people huh that's been destroyed all you're doing is playing a mental game with yourself and if you put the toys away put away childish things become grown uh grow up as the word tells us to do just put away childish things put away these little fantasies that we keep nursing about things that were never ours to begin with that's why god didn't let you get them even when you were a sinner you couldn't get certain things and you thought you had them and they slipped away from you huh why because the lamb was slain from the foundation of the world while you were yet a sinner, he died for you. So his blood covered you to a degree. All you had to do was accept and receive it. But he can afford mercy to you because he can look down the road and see you're going to get saved. Huh? If he lets his rough boyfriend kill you, you can't get saved. Amen? So that's why these things slip away from us. So once you are officially yoked up with him, you got to go wherever the master leads you. You don't get to call the shots. Amen. Now, you might have thoughts in your head that don't like that, would tell you you can, but you can't. Huh? There was a, a play years ago, Your Arms Too Short to Box with God. <laughs> Good old Baptist theme. Amen. Love the Baptist. They know how to bring it right up front and show it to you amen so infirmity is something that's disconnected from us and you can chase every symptom away because number one you are healed once you take your stand on you're not trying to get healed but you are healed just tell disease no you don't belong to me i have a scripture to to cover that and I walk in love. I hearken to the voice of love. I do what God tells me to do. When I mess up, I repent and I ask him to forgive me and we keep it moving. Amen? So that's how you don't get disease. You know, I see these Christian people, cancer survivors. Huh? Number one, if you're a Christian, you didn't have cancer. So how'd you get on a list of survivors? I know, I know, that hurts y'all feelings, but throw them pink ribbons away, okay? Throw all that pink stuff away. Invest in another color, because whatever you're promoting did not heal you. The blood of Jesus healed you. Huh? Give pink a bad name. I used to like me some pink here and there, but dang. The anointing follows faith. We need to understand that. In Matthew chapter 9 and verse 29. verse 27 when jesus departed from there two blind men followed him that's pretty cool if you blind and you can follow somebody you're almost there you understand what i mean you're almost there now it's interesting how jesus works now you know now, come on now y'all get with me a little bit because i like my jesus stuff I like to dig in and find out how he do what he But, but he, there were blind people he went up to and and healed them. Why didn't he do that here? Uh, I'll shorten it. Because he's showing us different ways that he healed people, even with a tangible anointing. See, your faith has to get to a certain level before it can meet the anointing and you receive what it is that you need in this case we're talking about healing so these men follow him even though they're blind Huh? don't you believe that as you follow god your faith in him gets stronger see it's a principle whatever you devote yourself to grows your devotion to god grows the older as long as you continue you don't go flat on your relationship and get resentful and let your heart get stony if you stay serving him with your whole heart, your faith increases as you follow the lord and that's what happened to these guys they followed him and as they followed him they never lost sight of where he was because they were walking by faith and not by sight every word that Jesus uttered as he walked and as he talked and as he ministered to people was an anointed word so they're walking they're really obeying the anointing as they walk and as they get closer to the their destination of where they're supposed to be but there are times when you got to follow God for a season before you get your payoff And if you continue to follow him, no matter what the challenge, now you can't tell me it ain't hard to follow somebody and you blind. They either got to keep talking so you can follow the voice. If they quit talking, where do you go? But as they are determined to get to where he is, they don't lose any steps with him. And they kept following him saying, you son of David have mercy on us. So as they walk, they're exercising faith in Him. They're asking for what they want and they're, they have a corresponding action of continuing to follow Him. You can't get healed by God if you start following and you stop and you go off and try to find something else. There's a big trick of the devil. He'll get you, somebody will come to you, oh yeah, we got supplements that, you know, is it, take these, uh, see, you've just quit following Him. You can't follow him and supplement people, too. You ever see Jesus give somebody a pill to get them healed? Now, if you take his supplements, that's on you. But you're going to have to put your faith over in that and take it out of God. You were doing good following him, even though you didn't see anything in the natural coming out of it. You're walking by faith and not by sight so they follow him expressing their faith that's what keeps them following him even though they're blind if they had been following him saying nothing they'd have been stuck stuck somewhere on the side of the road but as long as they're pulling on using their faith to pull themselves toward him to get what they want they get stronger every step that they take and when he was come into the house the blind man came to him and finally jesus turns around and asks them something why did he ask them back there on the beginning of the road that would be a nice thing to do oh these poor blind guys let me just stop and and see what they want and take care of them because they're blind and they can't see and it's no it ain't about that it's about faith it's always about faith faith is determination faith is not coddling you faith is not feeling sorry for you because you you got a weakness and the devil is messing with you faith is not a pity party faith is faith and you got to have a certain amount of it to get what you need from God and for that to stay in your life. And only Jesus knows when you got enough of it, and then he'll turn around and take care of you. So he has these guys, you know, I don't know if you'll find people, you know, a stick or something, you know, whatever. Click, 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 click. click, click. You don't know how far they walk, how far you got to go to get what you need from God, huh? Why do people fall out with God if they can't have everything they want, whether it's good or bad from for them? Huh? when he when he got to the house, that was the right time to take care of it. why? Because their faith was there. They didn't have, when they started back down the road, they didn't have enough faith to move him, Or he would have stopped and healed him back there. It's a matter of faith. It ain't a matter of feeling sorry for somebody. It's not a matter you need it so bad. Well, if you don't get it, you're just going to fall out. Fall out if you want to, but you'll get up blind as you were when you fell down there. Jesus knows what he's doing. Every time you turn around, saints think they're doing too much. They, oh, it's too hard. I, I can't do this. Oh, if I have to do this another day, well, keep keep prophesying over yourself. You keep talking, it'll get harder. Junk you putting out of your mouth. Just a thought. Think about it. I love you. He says, Don't, do you believe I can do this? Huh? I've been following y'all this time. What you mean do I believe it? And they said, yes. <laughs> yes, Lord. Did you believe it way back then? Probably not as much as I do now and he said this according to your faith he had to get their faith to a certain level before it could be released to them. it's always according to our faith it's what we have on the inside of us and as long as we're talking quit faint i can't take it let me go do something else you won't get it not from god you won't i don't know what other resources you have huh?" go borrow somebody's magnum 22 whatever you got or knife i don't care what you get but you can't stick god up for anything it's got it's got to be it's got to be according to your faith in him as jesus walks and those men follow him they get more persuaded see they could have quit and turned around at any time said well i ain't gonna get it today i might as well go home he ain't gonna give us nothing i might as well quit go home now, these brothers had to walk till they got to quit out of them. Huh? Same thing you and I have to do. We're holding on till we get to quit out of us. But I'm going to tell you something. When you're yoked up with him, you will get there. You're guaranteed to get there. Because as the author and the finisher of your faith, he knows what you need. He knows where you need to be. He knows what he's teaching you, and he knows what he's training you. Don't break break training, y'all. Stay in there. Don't break rank. Don't try to determine your own destiny. Learn how to be content. He gives rest to your soul. Amen? Praise God. Why don't we stop? Father, we thank you. We bless you and we praise you. Thank you, Lord, for your word. It's life. It's light. It's truth. And it's power. We thank you, Lord, that you have empowered us with your word. Thank you, Lord, you have blessed us with your word. Thank you, Lord, that your word is revelation and we will walk in it. We won't deny what we've heard, but we will embrace it. Let this word follow us through the week, Father, and work on us and do its work that you ordained for it to do. So, Lord, we thank you. We honor you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You are the one true and living God. You're good all the time. You're good to all people, but Father help us to know that and receive your goodness continually, because your yoke leads us into good things continually, and we thank you for that, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for our time of fellowship. Bless our bread and water, take sickness from the midst of us in Jesus name. Why we do our confession? I don't have Rona, she don't have me. I can't get Rona. And she can't get me. And I thank you, Father, that by the stripes of your son Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith, I am healed. It is so decreed. Amen and amen again. Praise God.